You're listening to the 212 Roundtable Podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and Google Podcasts, as well as Apple Podcasts. Be sure to leave a review and subscribe. You can also find the Brew Club at 212.beer. That's the number two, the word 12.beer. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching 212 Brew Club. Now on to the show. episode of the 212 Roundtable. We are doing this all in one take, hopefully, because we just tried doing it and it didn't record. So we're going to give it another try. Yeah, we didn't do the entire thing, but you know. No, we did. Uh, we did not we did have the luck of, of the Irish on our side for this St. Patrick's Day <laughs> We treat. did not. And this is a special St. Patrick's Day episode where we'll be talking about four specific, uh, well, one's an Irish-style uh, beer, which is the first one we're drinking, which is Wexford's Irish-style cream ale. We also have Guinness, we have a Smithwick's Smithwick's Red Ale, and a Murphy's Stout as well. And Brandon? Yeah, so the first one that we, actually, so we poured two. We've got the uh, Irish-style cream ale, the Wexfords, and the... Uh, and I didn't have to pour two in the beginning, because yeah. we were doing something before, but we got two going, sorry. Yeah, so, and uh, we have a traditional Guinness, so um our, our the first impression i guess if we want to just dive right into this the uh yeah the wexford irish style cream ale yeah and you know kind of what we you know th- this previous take that we took now is now non-existent so <laughs> a lot of this is going to be us remembering like what did we okay make sure we say that stuff again but uh the one thing that i do notice about this is the head that's actually on um this irish style cream ale uh, but we, I think it is attributed to that the nitro thing. Yeah, it's got the nitro widget like the Guinness cans do. It definitely has a nice, creamy head. And you had said um, when we were originally recording is that the color of it is a lot like an IPA almost. Yeah, like the same SRM. Yeah, just the way that you know you look through it. I, if somebody put it in front of me without smelling it, that's what I would think. Yeah, I would think they were pouring me a, uh, an IPA. It's actually, yeah, it's pretty dark. Um, and for my remembering of cream ales that I have brewed with with Mike our cream ale comes out a little more yellow than than this not not as like burnt orange looking uh, amber color because this is you go just a little touch darker we had mixed some Guinness in uh, one of the samples of this before uh, when we were recording before and that really kind of looked like an amber but right off the bat uh, the smell I'll tell you the, the smell actually kind of reminds me of Guinness and I don't know if that's the nitro or what but when I go back and forth, you get a roastiness from the Guinness, but there's just that like fruitiness almost that I get. I, and that could just be my my perception of it. No, I, I get the same thing. It's very much what I'm lacking with the Irish cream ale is that full bodied roastiness that you get in there. Um, yeah, that you get you, from Guinness, get obviously. Like that, yeah, because it's a cream ale. Yeah. Which, yeah. But you get those malted notes and things like that, that all still comes through, but, you know, the predominant thing is kind of that sweetness that's on there, which is also, when you taste it, it's got that sweetness in there. Yeah, it's... Now that I'm drinking this more, now we're almost through the can, because we, yeah. we started off with half a can before it got deleted. We... I'm actually enjoying this more now. I still agree with you. You were saying that maybe you could only have one can of this before, you know, calling it. 
Um, I yeah, still have sweet. three. Yeah, I've got three of these at home. I don't think I'm drinking another one today. I, I'll, I'll probably save it uh, for a rainy day. Yeah. A rainy Ireland type day. Is that a thing? Yeah, I don't wait till spring. <laughs> Go frolic in your yard and I don't know, people frolic in Ireland. <laughs> Oh man, sorry everybody in Ireland who's not listening to this podcast. But yeah, uh, if I had to choose, <laughs> if I had to choose right now, I would I would uh, pick the Guinness. And it's not a it's it's not a battle between the two beers. It just so happens to be that we thought there were similarities, mainly from the nitro and body uh, body of the beer, just kind of how they're they're similar. I love. Guinness. The roastiness of it is perfect. You and I, we're, you know, we're both stout guys. We're both stout guys, and we're both stout guys. Yeah. Um, we're not stout. <laughs> um, I would I would pick Guinness over this any day. It, it's um, And maybe I'll want to have one again, you know, next uh, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, what what interests me is I'm feeling it's the, the flavors are becoming a little more complex and more heightened as it warms up. Hmm. I'm getting less of the sweetness, or maybe my palate is being overwhelmed by the Guinness, but like when I have that sip, it's not as sweet as I remember the first sip. You're right. And then as it warms up, I feel like more of the the maltiness and the roastiness that's in the grain is kind of coming through a little bit. And I'm getting, I'm getting um, a bitterness from the hops. I'm not sure what hops are used on this. It doesn't, really, it doesn't say that. It just kind of gives you the, <clears throat> the breakdown of where... This was made, and it's been around since the 1800s, so people have liked it since then. I guess we're just the losers. It does say, for best results, chill for at least two to three hours, so it was chilled for 24 hours. Yeah, and a, and a point to make in that, like, before this, like, I'd never heard of the Wexford Irish Cream Ale. Neither have I. I, I looked it up because I was trying to find, um, when we decided to do this episode, I was looking for different Irish style uh, or Irish beers that would go well instead of just drinking Guinness. We all know what Guinness tastes like. We love Guinness. Yeah. What What was interesting is I, um, when I was kind of doing the same thing, I, I went to um, Binnie's and near all the Irish stuff they had, uh, I think Boulder Brewing had a, like... A nitro? A, like some Irish stout or whatever. And then I just kind of realized that, and they kind of had them all in a corner somewhere too. Not all of them, but a couple of them. I was like, oh... I did. I knew we were doing this in the morning, so I didn't want us to get too deep. But I thought like that would be, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe next year it'd be an interesting comparison to like take Irish stout or Irish, you know, style beers, like do a whole thing on that, like the Americanized ones, yeah, and just kind of see how those compare. It'd be fun to also brew a couple to do some side by sides to talk about them as well to see how ours um, compare to any commercial style beer that's out there right now yeah and it'd be it would be cool to do a um i take the if we're doing stouts particularly you know do an ultimate comparison like against guinness in the end like you know and not that guinness is going to be the ultimate you know out you know this is a you know the the bar that we have to hit but it'd be interesting to kind of see just how other beers kind of compare like with mouthfeel and like the carbonation sure things like that because that would be Yes, there are. I know there are a handful of beers now that are based off of the idea of Guinness, a dry Irish stout that's on nitro. Um, I think even Maplewood here in Chicago has a dry Irish stout on tap, and I know that Revolution has one that was at it was on cask at 
beer temple last night and i didn't try it i went for the big sweet stout instead. oh cool but um okay well let's get on to unless you want to keep talking about the cream ale we kind of lumped the cream ale and guinness into the same thing yeah we've talked about guinness before and i'm almost 100 percent positive that anybody who's actually listening to this podcast you have all had guinness before and you don't need our recommendation on it yeah I, again, I mean, it, the, having the Guinness is more just because Guinness is the gold standard for, or not the gold standard, but like the it's traditional. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's I, it's St. Patrick's Day. Let's all go get Guinness. It's yeah. tradition. It yeah. is tradition. Tradition. So the next one is one you grabbed. I haven't had it in a long time. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it. Is the Smithwick's and Son Ireland Irish Made Red Ale. It is a ruby red brewed with a gentle hop bitterness and sweet malt finish. Ooh. So that's exciting. Uh, especially, uh, what time is it right now in the morning? 11.30. 11.30 a.m. Here we are, just knocking back beers. So, when was the last time you had one of these? I don't this remember if I've ever had it. Really? Yep. I've, whoop, 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 <gasps> oh, it's going to over. Oh, no, didn't overflow. Um, I've. It's definitely been a while since I've had one of these guys. I mean, honestly, I'm sure I have. This one I should have done the gentle pour on. Jesus. Whew. I'm going to get some head on there. I can't remember the last time... I've actually, well, I do. Last time I had a red ale was summer of last year. Crap, who was it that did it? Uh, it, was an, it was more of an amber than a Irish red ale. So I actually really started getting into drinking amber ales. They're pretty good. Who, is it Bells or Founders has an, like, I think it's just called Amber Ale. Bells. Yeah. Bells has that amber. That, am, that amber ale's good. Yeah. Hold that for me, Lebowski. <laughs> All right. So the color on this, it's kind of funny. This is, I feel like it's more brown. Not brown brown, but it looks like tea. It looks like iced tea. Yeah. I can I definitely see what you're saying. Um, and the bubbles on it are kind of crazy. It looks like soda bubbles. Like it's, the beer is clear as hell. It's beautiful. I mean, as far, sense, but. I mean as far as head retention on this one... <laughs> Even from pouring the Guinness and the, the Irish cream ale, this one's kind of sticking around. Yeah, it's definitely uh, just kind of lingering. Um, first impressions on smell. Ooh. It's kind of hoppy. Not like punch in the face. Not hoppy, like an IPA not hoppy. Yeah, not skunky, but it's got a nice hop aroma. And almost a little... I, and maybe it's just because in my head I'm, I say, you know, it looks like tea. kind of smells like tea. It's not very like... Um, Ah, fuck, tea is terrible to say. I, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Well, let's do this. My first impression on the taste. I'm going to take another sip. I really like this. It's got... It's not abrasive at hops. It's not abrasive with maltiness. It's not abrasive with sweetness. I'm not saying it's lacking flavor, because there is a flavor to it's it. It's very well balanced. Everything is super balanced on this. This is... This is fucking delicious. <laughs> yeah. And I think, what is this? I think it's like 4.5%. Yeah. It's like yeah. 4.5%. I mean, this is easy drinking. Now I'm glad that you had to get the 12 back because I plan on coming by and drinking these with you. Oh. So, that's <laughs> not a yes or a no. Uh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, so, the cool thing about it, not, I guess that's not that's a very bad word to use. So, uh, the interesting thing, I guess, there is, um, so it's an Irish red ale, I mean, whatever you know you want to call it. I mean, that's what it's called, I guess. But <laughs> it, if I was drinking like a Budweiser or something, you know, you, how 
you can have a couple of those, but they just feel like they sit heavy with you. Very heavy, especially a Budweiser. This does not feel like... This feels like I could go through, you know, three of these. If I went through three of these and three of Budweiser's in the same amount of time, I would feel fuller, I think. And which is crazy because this seems like it's a lot more carbonated than that. Right. 100%. I was getting that. I think I'm getting that when I said, you know, look at the bubbles. It looks like there is, they're like, you know, soda bubbles. They're kind of big. And now that I poured a little bit more, it's not as much. But I agree with you. It's not It's not heavy like a Budweiser, but it's easy to drink. It's like a light beer without it being a light beer. Yeah, totally. And it's four and a half percent. Yeah, I could, I could drink these all the time. I, it's my new go-to beer. So if we did, if we did like a, like a red elk cloak, I would be interested in trying to. I'd love know. to base off this. Yeah, I'd like to know um, how this is made, what they did, um, how to achieve the exact same. The secrets thing. are kept away in a box in Ireland. Well, it's, it's brewed in Dublin. The red hail is a blend of mild hops, sweet malt, and roasted barley. They're always after me, lucky charms. <laughs> oh God, we are going to hell. This is great. Um, I'm glad you picked this up, man. You know, just a thought. Mm. Maybe we can put this next St. Patty's Day when we do a podcast. We should do like a Bourbon County style French press with Lucky Charms. Oh my god. I was this close to picking up mint <laughs> extract today because I really wanted to do um, a Bourbon County with mint in it. Kind of like a, the, the Goose Island right now has their Shamrock Stout, which is a barrel aged stout with mint and vanilla. Well, we'll see you guys that. later. Adios. <laughs> we should do. Um, I mean, this is kind of out there. Here it comes. Here it comes. Shamrock Shake Stout. I would love to do that. And that's vanilla, mint, and just a lot so of lactose. Like a, yeah, it would be like, like a huge milk stout. Yeah. Oof. But like a we white. We gotta go. So <laughs> would we do more, try to go the, the white stout the route? route? White, yeah. We could do two different uh, versions. We we should try and do, a, now, that I got, now I can do the gallon batches, we can try and do a test of a regular stout and a white stout. We'll mm-hmm. do two separate recipes, let those ferment, try them, and see what happens. And it's here. We have proof now that we thought of this idea together. And so, listen up, Brew Club members that are listening. That's what we're going to do. We have so many things we're trying to do at once here. <laughs> it's, no, but it's also, <laughs> hey, the podcast is a great way to document these ideas. ideas that we That's all we're using the podcast for. Remember when we said that? No. We'll listen to the podcast. We're too lazy to take notes, so we'll just turn on the drink some beer. Put it out for the public yeah. to, to listen. Hold us accountable. Yeah. You guys said you were going to do that, you assholes. Yeah. Speaking of which, we do have some catching up we need to do with some guests, which we'll plan on doing soon. My Belgian triple has been done for a while, and we're going to have Stephanie back to uh, examine that beer. The three of us will sit down and drink that. <laughs> And I just <laughs> I just brewed a pale ale the other day, so we'll have Kevin back to discuss the pale ale as well. That'll be fun. The other day isn't yesterday? Yeah. No, no, Friday. Oh, it was Friday. Friday. It was the other day, yeah. All right, so I got a pale ale. I'm really excited about that one. It's the 10th version of my pale ale. I switched up the hops this time, kind of changed a couple of things. So hopefully this all pans out. So those are some things to look forward to. And we're also, we also have a special Bourbon County episode coming soon. That has basically been in the works. When did when we originally forever? Uh, <laughs> was it beginning of February? Did we talk about this? I think we talk, I don't think we were January. in a podcast when we talked about this, but I think we were kind of trying to figure out the timeline of when we actually went to that party. Yes, we went to a party of, of Brandon's friend. Uh, it was a Bourbon County party. We recorded half of the episode there, and we've got the second half um, 
we're going to bring back Eric and Emil, Eric from Goose Island. He's going to come back and talk uh, his, his actual like specialty, which is the barrel-aged beers from Goose Island, which is Bourbon County. So that'll be fun. Yeah, we'll, uh, and we're going to try and get Pat back, too. Mm-hmm. Pat, we need you back here. You are anchor for this episode. Um, all right. Well, we only... I, I'm actually, uh, if go I go haven't had this up. before, I'm really... Oh, holy shit. Huh. I didn't... I mean, I'm stupid. It's made <laughs> well, by Guinness. Duh. Okay, Guinness, you've really cornered the market of what I'm allowed to drink here on St. Patrick's Brewed Day. Brewed by Guinness and Company, St. James St. James Gate, Dublin, and Ireland. So that's two. That's two that we've had uh, from Guinness. Imported by Diego Beer. Who's this Diego we speak of? No, but it was brewed in... Diego doesn't, Diego doesn't sound very Irish to me. Yeah. Diego, isn't that the name of like one of the Coke dealers in Blow? Like, yeah, it is. <laughs> and now he works for Guinness. Yeah. But he went from dealing Coke to dealing beer. <laughs> like Corian and Market. But, you know what? It makes sense, though. The Smithwick's Red Ale is really good and refreshing, and I guarantee you... Most people that we know, it, we served that to them without telling them what it is, without the preconceived notion of what they might have as Smithwick's, mm-hmm. they would enjoy that Yeah, and, and you know what? The f- I, I'm more impressed with the fact that I just didn't realize that it was, you know, Guinness, Again, yeah. and we just went with it, and then it took a look reading the bottle to be like, hey. Always read the labels, kids. Always read the labels. But yeah, what I'll say is that with Smithwick's and the Guinness, both of those beers are light in alcohol, and they're... They're light in body, and they're both, to me, are easy drinkers. And I know that a lot of people say that Guinness is so heavy and it's rich. And I, I had uh, a cousin, a relative yesterday, have Guinness. He's like, oh, man, you're just going to drink that? It's really heavy. I'm like, no, man, it's not. I want you to like really take a sip and think about this. Ignore the fact that it's Guinness. Take a sip and tell me what you feel. He's like, oh, man, it's kind of like thin and, and watery. I'm like, that's the light body. Yes, yes. I don't know if thin and watery is the right way yeah. to describe it, but... To say that it's, you know, a meal in a glass or a meal from the brew club. He's in a glass. That's Guinness. Uh, a meal in a glass or like a loaf of bread is just crazy. I mean, there's so many stouts out there that are so big that really do feel like you're drinking a meal in a glass. Yeah, but I think that, you know, for me, when I first started drinking Guinness, it comes off of drinking shit like Bud Light and Coors right. Light. And you go and drink a Guinness and you're like, whoa. It's a different you're, world. Yeah, it's... And the first time I ever had Guinness, I hated it. I think you said that. I think you said that in a different different podcast. But, like, yeah, the first time I had it, I just did not like it. And I don't know why. And I think it was one of the glass... It was one of the cans with... No, I think they did the nitro thing in the bottles for a while. For a little bit. Yeah, I think so. So I had that, and I I tasted it. I was like, ugh. And, I mean, literally, I think I was, like, 17 years old. And I was like... (laughs) You know, underage drinking, bro. Not cool. Not cool. No, I, I never did it. I, I blame Cat from Youth Group. <laughs> she gave me a Guinness. Thanks a lot, Cat. Hope you're listening. I mean, but come back around. Like I've had several Guinness. You know. Yeah. I've been to St. James Gate Brewery, and it was like, oh, you know, it was like walking into the gates of heaven. <laughs> Some reason I thought you said gates of hell. I'm like, that doesn't sound. You walk in, and it's just like. All right, uh, real quick, I want to take a quick break. Oh, that's good. I do want to take a quick break. We've got one more beer uh, to get to for our special St. Patrick's Day episode. We'll be right back. <laughs>
nice transition. <laughs> really good at doing that. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the special St. Patrick's Day episode. We are drinking uh, some Irish beers and Irish-style beers here on St. Patrick's Day, which I didn't didn't even think of doing. I'm glad you I'm glad you thought of this. This is this was your idea. It's a good idea. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, it's makes sense. There's, <laughs> when you when you well when you run when you're doing a podcast about beer, mm-hmm. you know. And there's a holiday where people drink a lot of a specific beer, like, hey. Hey, and depending on when your child is welcome to the earth, we can maybe sneak in a Cinco de Mayo. I was just thinking the same thing. I'm like, yes. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see where where All the Tecates. Oh, man. You know what? We could bring Ian on for that one. He, uh, Micheladas are something he got me turned on to, which I really like. I think I'm saying that right. Um, I joke around with him and I call him. Doesn't matter. We're going to buy some chips and guac. (laughs) Pop them open on the mic. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) Have a bunch of chicharrones. Oh, man. Now you're talking my language. So it was uh, during the break, I got a message from Clark. um, Because I brewed my my paleo. I was telling him what hops I was using. And this is what his message said. He said, you've inspired me to brew today. Bruce's Juices version 2 is in the making. And if you listen to our New England IPA episode... He did Bruce's Juices. Uh, we enjoyed the beer. We had some critiques on it. And this time he's using Zythos and Galaxy. He was going to use Vic Secret, but uh, he went with Zyth- Zythos because they were all out. So, all aboard the Zythos train is what he says. I'm using mm-hmm. Zythos and Calypso in my pale ale. So maybe we can uh, try that and do a little mini uh, recording with him sometime about the second coming of Bruce's Juices. That sounds perverted. Bruce should have only came once. Oh, hey! We're real adults here. Okay, getting, <laughs> moving on to the final beer of the episode. Brandon picked up Murphy's Stout, also the draft style. So it's going to explode all over the place when I open it. Here we go. Ooh, yeah. That one actually went pretty good. I'm taking the milky pour this time, and I'm going to go straight to yours. Also, there we go. That's pouring like chocolate milk is what it looks like. See, this would have been a good side-by-side comparison with the Guinness, too. I have a little bit left. And I, you know, go is ahead. there any left yeah, in there? I think there should be. I mean, I have Guinness in the fridge if you need it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see it, but Brandon went to slowly pour, and two little dribbles came out. That's all right. I've got a little bit left, and you've got some left, too. We could do a side-by-side comparison. But man, the way this is just cascading down—I mean, it really looks like Guinness. I just and the color is of, very similar. It's hard to. What is it SMR? Is that your SRM, technical term? SRM. 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 SMR. Uh, so real magic. Looking through, actually, Guinness is a little lighter. This is way. It's a bit darker. Ooh, the Murphy smells like chocolate. Yeah. Guinness smells like coffee. This Murphy smells like chocolate to me. Yeah, like. Roasted, yeah, like actually yeah. kind of like dark chocolate or milk yeah. chocolate. Um, uh, and it's the color is pretty much the same, but it it's almost a little darker. And I and that's going off of what we have in the glasses and the light. So, here is what here is why I would be curious to do a side by side with Guinness now is because the Guinness I have is in a can with the nitro tab. You want to pop that real quick? Yeah. All right, I'll talk about this because I I did just take a sip and I'm I'm gonna just kind of talk about it because. I don't know if I've ever had it. I'm sure I have at some point, but it's it's definitely been a long time since I've had this Murphy Stout. The aroma does give off hints of like dark chocolate or, or like roasted cocoa nibs, but man, this the flavor of this beer. I feel like there's a lot more to it. It's a it's a it's a bit more complex 
than Guinness. And that could be because I've had so much Guinness before and that I, I've recently had Guinness and that's my palate's already kind of uh, adjusted to it. But this Murphy's is really standing out. It's I'm kind of going for another one here. There is a there is a chocolatey flavor to it. Whatever I'd like to know what the different grains are that are used between Guinness and Murphy's. Oh, Brandon's coming back with the, the can right now. Here we go. I'd like to know what your impression of this Murphy's is. I really like this. I will go on record as of right now to say I enjoy this more than Guinness. Burn. Burn, Guinness, in your face. Let's see. You think you got this shit cornered? Here you go. No. Guinness is, I, was, I still love Guinness. But this Murphy's is awesome. It is really good. It's it's creamier. Yes. Right? Yeah, carbonation is, is a little almost, bit... I don't want to say non-existent, but I wonder, again, I wonder if that comes from the nitro. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it, it, it it's does. It's similar to the, the mouthfeel of the Wexford. Yeah. You know what? Like, yeah, and the roastiness. There's Ooh. no. It's funny because that bottle is the the draft. It's not the special man. Special export. We should have yeah. had some of that Guinness. That Guinness is the shit. Yeah, they only had like twelve packs of that too. And I'm like, what am I gonna do with all this Guinness? <laughs> the special export's awesome. Uh, special thanks to my brother because this was his Christmas present that my cousin gave him and he never took him. Right on. Thanks, bro. All right, pouring that. Let's see how that pours. Oh man, yeah, that's. Way better than how the bottle poured. Thank you, little Nitro Widget. You well, and it almost comes out looking like chocolate milk. Yeah, just like the the Murphy. Yeah, dude, the head and the cascading is so similar. So that's so definitely attributed to the Nitro. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, man, that cascade is way... I actually like the way this one... And if you're going on visuals, I like the way this one cascades more than the Murphy's did. But the head color is almost identical. Then the Guinness one's a little lighter. It's a not by much. If you're gonna go off of comparing the two colors of the heads, the Murphy's has a little more brownish tint to it, and the Guinness is creamier. We're smelling right now. <laughs> I almost don't get a smell from the Guinness. Neither do I. A faint roastiness, but I, nothing. But that same creaminess, yeah, that's the nitro. But yeah, and you know what? It, that I've never, I've never actually done a side by side comparison of the widget and without the widget. You way, I almost dropped the f bomb. You really need the widget. Yeah. I feel like in Guinness, or you're having it on real draft. I mean, and coming from just having the bottle, yeah. it's a world of difference. Holy cow! Like there's there's almost like a again. I, I think I've said this before. There's a fruitiness to Guinness, which I I don't mind. I like it. There's something about there's I don't know if that's the yeast that they use that kind of uh, imparts that flavor in there. It's not like a strong fruit flavor, but there's something that's kind of fruity. When you have it with that nitro in the can or have it on tap, holy cow! That that guy, that kind of goes away, and it, you get more of that roasted malt. Again, more sips. <laughs> I mean, I think the roastiness is coming through a lot more in the Murphys. Which is funny. Jesus, that's a hard comparison. Yeah. There, and I think I like Guinness. What the I Murphy's like... is also a little warmer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've never sat around like, let's let this Guinness warm up. You know? Jeez. But this is, if, this would be really tough. I think I would be able to tell the difference if it was a blind taste test. 
between the two. If something they were Mer- both, both the same format. Like yeah. Um, and Nitro or something. Yes. I And now looking at them side by side, there's a little bit more in each glass. The colors are identical. You can kind of see through it a little bit. There's like this ruby redness that I can see through the bottom of the glass. I even think this is more identical now. Than like, the, the we thought the, the Guinness was a little lighter before for yeah. the bottle. But I'm like, oh, you, and I actually still have the bottle. I don't know if too. you can see it. In, yeah, that looks more brown. Look at that. Yeah. And there's not a difference in the glass to make that change. No, not much. Holy cow. Interesting. I, can, I don't know if you can see it, but the way the light's coming down on the two glasses, mm-hmm. I can see it like... With it the looks, red hue? Yeah, there's it, it's, a, it's identical. It is absolutely identical. And I'm going to take another sip of both real quick, and I'm going to give my, my final, my Jerry Springer's final word on this. More piece? Guinness. I think... As much, as much as I love Guinness, and as much better than this can is than the bottle, mm-hmm. I'm going with Murphy's. Yeah, I think there's a whole segment of people that would agree with you. Yeah, I, and I didn't know that was a thing. I've never... That shows my ignorance on the dry Irish stout. If I were to try and make a dry Irish stout, I want to go the Murphy's route. I'm not, I'm not shitting on Guinness. I'm not giving up on Guinness. But next St. Patrick's Day, if I'm drinking a stout... It's going to be Murphy's. Murphy's, you have my endorsement. We hope we can get yours to sponsor this podcast. I don't think that's how it works. I think you actually have to reach out and do things. I mean, we just send them a link to the... Hey, you guys should listen to this. Check this out. We really enjoy Murphy's. Murphy's is good. Listen yeah. to these two desperate guys. <laughs> <laughs> we need money because we need to get space for our files and better computers. Um, yeah, I... If you had to choose, you agree that Murphy's or Guinness, or you still on the fence on that? And you don't have to choose. Going off your opinion, no, right going now, off yeah. these two, I feel like I'm getting more of the roastiness out of the the Murphys. And again, I don't know if that's attributed to that being a little bit warmer. It definitely could be, um, but I'm liking the Murphys more because it's not like you know an overpowering roastiness. It's just enough to you know to get it. There's it, you taste it, and it, it's not killing your palate. Sorry, I tried jumping in like That's nine cool. times to talk over here. I apologize. <laughs> the, there, I feel like there's more to the Murphys. It's a little more complex. Mm-hmm. And again, it could be because I... I don't want to keep second-guessing myself. It could be because I've had Guinness so much and I'm used to it. And this is my first time having a Murphys. But man, there is just more to it. It's There there are layers of, of flavor there that I really enjoy. And like we said, we both enjoy stouts. I think this is more up our alley of the type of stouts we like. There's a lot of there's more flavor to it than a Guinness. There's a roastiness to Guinness that I really like, but there's like chocolate and coffee roastiness to this Murphy's. Yeah, and it, funnily enough, that's kind of what comes off in the description on the can. Um, We're better than Guinness. Ingredients so not... <laughs> of pure malt, chocolate malt, roasted barley, and yeah. those are the flavors that I'm getting. Yeah. Oh, and full-body stout flavor with roasted chocolate and coffee undertones in a biscuity sweet pure malt aroma. Hmm. Yeah, I can... Oh, the sweet, yeah. It's fairly We said accurate. chocolate, man, yeah. yeah. We said like a roasted chocolate. Um, yeah. Makes me think of a baked good. Yeah, put, you set that down right in front of the microphone. That was good. Yeah, it's... This that's a fairly podcasting accurate Podcasting 101. Podcasting 101. Drinking 101. <laughs> We're pretty good at that. Uh... 
out of all these beers, it's kind of funny that if I were to rate these, okay, I'm gonna break it down to my favorite beers, okay, and it's it's kind of weird because I did not expect it to go this way. If I had to break down these four beers, out of what I would drink regularly and what I like the most, I'm gonna go with the Murphys. I'm gonna go with the Smithwicks. I'm gonna go with Guinness. And then the Wexfords. I'd agree That's, with that. That is that if 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 I was presented with those beers and and when I wanted them or this is what's available. Uh, that's the order I would choose them if they didn't have uh, the one before it. I agree. And my well, the the turnabout would be like if Murphy's wasn't available. If I'm in the mood for a stout, I'd go Guinness. Guinness, of course. Know? Yeah, I, I, and it's just comparing it of what we had. Uh, yeah. Obviously, style would would say a lot. If, yeah, if you're going to a you go to a bar and they don't have Murphy's and they got Guinness, well, you're gonna drink Guinness. It's great. I mean, what I'm getting though now, going back to the Guinness, it's almost pillowy in my mouth. Like when I'm like, so you're eating to... a pillow almost. <laughs> yeah. It's my usual Sunday morning activity. <laughs> you're biting the pillow. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> Got rough Sunday mornings around here. Because you don't make me get up. Yeah, you're right. It, it's got like a silky smoothness to it. That's good. I don't think it doesn't change my you know that you know the decision or the ranking, but it's a pleasant feel. Mm-hmm. Well, the Murphy's is, is my winner for the day if this was a showdown between beers, which it's not. <laughs> but yeah, man, that was good. Um, glad you had that can. Glad you broke that out. Appreciate that. Oh, there's that Diego again. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Diego's everywhere. He's on the can of the Guinness, too. Upon opening, the famous round plastic widget in every can unleashes nitrogen through the beer, creating the creamy head and iconic surge that distinctively... That's distinctively Guinness? What? <laughs> to best enjoy, open the can and wait a moment for the nitrogen to release. Yeah, we didn't do that. We were just... Fuck it. We're drinking... Pour it. Pour it into a glass at a 45-degree angle. Oh. Watch the surge settle and then enjoy. We did that with So the surge is what they're calling like the... The cascade, you know, the cascade, the, yeah. the surge, surge. That's good. Purge and the surge. What if we blend these? I don't want to blend. What blend the Guinness and the Murphy? <laughs> okay, here we go. Pour some of the equal amounts of Murphys into Guinness. There we go. Give it a little swirl. What if it started smoking? <laughs> Ooh, it cascaded again. Holy shit! Well, that is pretty sweet. Ooh. That's kind of good. Yeah. Blending those two stouts together, that actually, I feel like it brings up the Guinness, and not brings down the Murphys, but it brings up the Guinness while adding, like, the things I like about Guinness into the Murphys. Yeah, that pillowy, like, yeah. silkiness. But I'm it, it kicks up the roastiness of the Guinness. Yeah, I'm going to go to a bar and be like, can I get, like, a... 50-50. A, a, a Murphiness? Like, what? <laughs> I want you to do a black and tan, but it needs to be Murphys and Guinness. Come on. <laughs> That's what I need. That's what I want. All right, so <laughs> now that, that I got my Murfinis. yeah, um, you have one more thing for us to drink, which is not normal for our show because we are a home brewing craft beer. You know, overall, we're just a drinking podcast. We're a couple guys sitting around with friends and people we know drinking. So it only uh, with it being uh, St. Patrick's Day, it seems very appropriate that you got some of this, and we're going to have some together. And why don't you tell the the audience what it is, Brandon? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we have a fine Irish whiskey that is triple distilled, smooth and mellow, 
from the old Bushmills Distillery Company, it's Bushmills! <sighs> 1608 recipe. Maybe I'll maybe I can take the time to throw in I'll, as, as live as we've made this episode. Maybe I'll throw in some applause there. Uh, yeah, we, um, it only seems fair, uh, not fair. It only seems right that you and I uh, end this uh, this episode, the special episode, or special St. Patrick's Day episode, with a little bit of Irish whiskey. Ooh, yeah, you can exactly what you were doing. Perfect. <laughs> I thought that was... Whee! All right. Uh, are we going to review the Irish whiskey, or are we just going to drink this as and well. wrap this? Yeah, we'll wrap this up with this uh, whiskey. Man, I'm I, lately I've become a very big fan of whiskey and bourbons, and how very fitting that you brought this. Uh, brought this to your house for us to drink today. I will say, I don't... I don't remember when the last I've, time I had this. I don't know the last time I've had this straight. I think I had a shot of it at Vito's house during the Super Bowl. But I, I legit know Irishmen that swear by this. And you chilled it, mm-hmm. which is nice. I can't remember the last time I had a chilled whiskey or bourbon. And that is the smoothest that I could have and the, ever... That's way smoother than I could have imagined. The reason Holy I, cow. The reason I chilled it, it went in the freezer for a little bit, was because when I've had it unchilled it's a lot harsher i can see that and i didn't want to dilute the flavor so much so i figured putting it in the freezer might help because if i put ice in it like usually it's fine yeah i love i love drinking whiskeys and and bourbon and scotch uh on with like an ice cube in there just to kind of dilute it and chill it but this is it's surprisingly smooth (laughs) it's really smooth this is dangerous i still have corned beef to get home to and take care of i still got corned beef i gotta start making Mm -hmm. because you know we're stereotypical white dudes making Irish food on St. Patrick's Day. And it's my first time doing a corned beef. Yeah, That's mm-hmm. actually shocking to me. Really? Well, uh, like all of the yeah, cooking you've thanks. done. Like, yeah, thank you. Actually, I take that as a comment. But yeah, that is, that is kind of shocking that I've never done it. I've always wanted to, but we've just never been like, oh, we're not going to do corned beef. And we're just... Last year, actually, it popped up on my Facebook feed that we did polo sausage and sauerkraut. That was our Irish... <laughs> It's our Irish dinner, which I love polo sausage and Irish. Uh, it's not Irish. Irish. Sauerkraut. It's not Irish <laughs> at all. No, that was our take on our St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I don't normally do the big St. Patrick's Day thing. We used to do a thing with friends um, called Kegs and Eggs where we'd get together early in the morning. You came by for one of them. You brought oh, yeah. you brought Bourbon County. We made Bourbon County pancakes. Yeah. That, was, that ended up being really good. Could we brew that day too? No, we didn't brew that day. Mike and I had our beers on. Oh, that's right. Which was uh, my shitty nut brown is what we called it. And Mike, I think, had a dry Irish stout on as well. His dry Irish stout is awesome. Uh, We actually called it Genius uh, and did a play on Guinness and just switched letters around. I made a little label for it. And I did an Irish red ale with the leprechaun from The Simpsons on the little logo I did for it. So maybe next nice. year we'll, we'll brew those up uh, again. It's been a while since I've done it. I haven't done an Irish Red Ale since then. I have no idea how it uh, compares to the Smithwicks. But this Bushmills is fantastic. That's really smooth, man. Having it chilled was real smart. Thank you. I figured for the end of this, mm-hmm. that's probably the way to go. It's good. I feel like I've really had the a proper beginning to St. Patrick's Day. Like I said, I don't really do a whole bunch of stuff for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I saw a trolley of people with their faces painted green and all the green shit. I mean, if that's what you want to do today, that's awesome. Just don't be a dickhead douchebag, <laughs> drunk asshole in the city. Don't drive. Yeah, don't do drive. Not drive. Do not drive. Don't be a jerk uh, to other people. Go out, have fun, celebrate. It's, it's all good. Don't puke green. 
uh, depending on if you had those green beers, you might yeah. be puking green. You're probably puking green. Well, Brandon, I will say that uh, while this is probably one of our shortest episodes, this was a lot of fun. I'm glad we tried to do this. We're doing the quote-unquote live all the way through episode with one uh, short break. Uh, and we did want to talk about, too, before we actually wrap it up. Yes, you're right. I'm sorry. Thank you. This Bushmills is going straight to yeah. the head. <laughs> so we had, uh, coming up in June, uh, June 8th, um, we will be participating in the Mount Vernon, Illinois, Google that, uh, <laughs> their first ever uh, homebrew fest. Yes. It's not a homebrew competition, although there is competition there's a comp- Yeah, there's there's a People's Choice Award and there's a, yeah. a, a different competition that's going to be announced that day. We're not going because it's a competition. We're going because it's a you know a chance for us to share our beers and kind of you know hang out and try a, you know meet other homebrewers. Um there are there's another club I think coming down from Chicago. I think so. I'll have to double yeah. check on that, but uh, yeah, there might, there might be, be another one. Um, but I think there was about 15 different homebrewers at least. Not all of them are clubs. Some of them are just you know dudes yeah. that brew by themselves, which is cool. They're gonna come and bring some of their beers, put them on display, and we're gonna just hang out and just you know serve our, our beers. beers. Yeah. So the festival runs from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. <laughs> Adjust your clocks appropriately. Yeah, uh, in like I said, Mount Vernon, Illinois. Uh, tickets are fifteen bucks. Yeah, they're super inexpensive. I know it might be a trek for some of our friends who listen to this podcast or in Chicago, but uh, you know we're planning on going down there and and hanging out. And should, we're spending the night there, obviously, because we're going to be trying. We'll be drinking our beer, drinking other people's beers, and yeah. probably doing something afterwards. So if anybody wants to come drinking down, more and beer, hang out with us. Uh, yeah, and actually, I'll give you guys the. Um, information here to the the tickets. If you look up the Mount Vernon um, Homebrew Homebrewers Festival on Facebook, uh, or you just Google it, and Homebrewers is one word, so it's mt dot vernon v e r n o n Homebrewers one word festival. Look for that uh, online. You'll be able to get tickets for it. It is a fifteen dollar uh, ticket to get, from what I'm assuming, unlimited samples of all these homebrews. <clears throat> and if I, if we learned anything from other homebrewers and going to homebrew festivals or being a part of things that there are some really awesome homebrew beers. Uh, there are some hits and misses. We've had hits and misses, but overall, I would say ninety percent of the beers that I've tried have been worth trying again because all these guys are just like us, really dedicated to making good beers, and and no one's really looking to bring a beer that is not good because they're they're gonna get feedback right away, and that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah, and that comes back to like us going up to the like the. Great Lakes Brew Fest, you know, we spend most of our time over at the Homebrew Island. Yeah. Um, which this year we, uh, as of right now, we are not participating in because of some state legislation stuff. So there, there is actually no, as of right now, there is no Homebrew Island uh, yeah. for the Great Lakes Brew Fest uh, this year. But they're working on it, so we're we're we're, yeah. we're waiting on that. We're hoping that that'll come back and they'll allow us from little old Chicago to come back up there and, you know, serve our beers because we loved that fest. That was an awesome time. So, but we're really looking forward to this Mount Vernon one. It's in our home state. Yeah. Um, we're going, you know, I think everybody in there is from Illinois. I oh. believe so. I think, and it's a lot of people from Mount Vernon. Yeah. Um, and, and I, maybe some surrounding areas as well. I, I think, I think now that you mention it, I think we might be the one, only ones from Chicago going down there. Even better. So far. So, yeah, we're making the trek. They got live music. They've got, like, three bands or artists playing. Uh, there's a whole bunch of food uh, as well. They keep posting it. If you get a chance, look them up on Facebook. 
and follow them because they're doing some cool things and this might be uh something that turns into an annual event for us yeah so we hope to see you guys out there and if you don't make it we'll be posting a bunch of stuff about it yeah keep looking at our facebook page because we're gonna annoy people with totally totally annoying you with everything we're, that we're gonna we appropriately do. annoy you with all of that stuff. correct well i think that's gonna do it for this week yeah, well happy saint patty's day happy saint patrick's day uh thank you everyone who keeps listening and and telling your friends or other people about it we appreciate it we are getting some feedback and we appreciate that as well uh from friends and, and family and and randos you randos out there with your your words, we appreciate it. Wordsmiths. Um, and this does this mark our fifth episode? Hmm? This is four. Uh, yeah, it's four. It's four. Because we're still the Bourbon County one is still yeah, in yeah, 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 So yeah, once yeah. we get that one finished, technically, up. technically, yes, this is the fourth release with fifth episode. But this has been a lot of fun so far. We look forward to keep bringing you guys uh, more content. And if you have any ideas. Feel free to shooot us uh, an email. Uh, it's 212brewclub at gmail.com. The number two, 12, the word, brew club, also words, at gmail, which is a internet mail providing service.com. It's also the largest search engine in the world. Shut your stupid mouth. Good night, everybody. Music for this episode was provided by Fluid Minds. You can find all of Fluid Minds music at fluidmindsmusic.com. You can also find them on Spotify and iTunes. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. We appreciate all the support, and we'll see you next time.